Hello everybody, welcome back to 9 to 9. We are in chapter 49 of Bereshit. Yaakov is going to bless his sons before passing away. So it's interesting, he blessed um, Yosef's sons before his own sons. Hmm? Interesting. Um, all right, so here we go. Yaakov called for his sons and said, Gather around and I will tell you what will happen to you at the end of days. But Jacob found himself unable to reveal the time when the Mashiach would come, so he changed the subject. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> he said, Sons of Jacob, gather around and listen. Listen to Israel, your father. Well, then you are my firstborn, my strength, conceived from my first drop of vigor. You were worthy of being privileged with priesthood and privileged with kingship. But because of your reckless haste, which was like running water, when you, were in, when you interfered with your father's bed, you will, be privileged, you will not be privileged, for then you desecrated the divine presence which rested above my bed. Oh my God. Yeah, this is when him, he told him, you're not sleeping with Rachel tonight, you're sleeping with my mom, Leah. Shimon and Levi are the brothers who plotted against Shem and against Yosef too. Their murderous use of weapons has been stolen from Esav. When the, tribes, when the tribe of Shimon will conspire against Mo- Mo- Moses, do not let my own name be mentioned with their conspiracy. When Levi's great-grandson, Korach, and his colleagues will rebel against Moshe, do not let my honorable name be associated with the rebellious congregation. Wow, I don't, th- this is, these aren't our blessings <laughs> so far. Um, Shimon and Levi killed every man in Shechem to vent their anger, and they willingly attempted to, ma- to maim Yosef, who is like an ox, the king of animals, cursed the king who, to maim Yosef, who is like an ox, the king of animals. Cursed be their worth, for it is powerful, and the rage for it is Kalos. I will separate them by denying Levi a share in the land like the other sons of Jacob, and I will scatter both of them throughout Israel, since the tribe of Levi will be searching for tithe, and the tribe of Shimon's, Shimon's source of income will cause them to spread out. Okay, this is really interesting, all these things. Um, so both Shimon and Levi had activated with their the very best of intention with eliminating the inhabitants of Shechem. They were defending the honor of their sister Dina, but despite their goodwill, Jacob now condemned their anger. Learn to calm your anger, even if you think you have the very best of intentions. This is from Rabbi Samson, Raphael Hirsch, 19th century. That's really interesting, you know? It's like, you know when we think we do something good? Like, with good intention? 
but actually it's like you're doing something wrong um i actually uh so we're in the omel yesterday we celebrated uh let us said there well two nights ago and um and i'm reading like some insights of the omel um like meditations um and i thought it was like really beautiful what i read um so the netzach shebenetzach no netzach shebechesed which is the fourth day um sometimes it happens that you set out to do something with the best intention and you end up with what appears the opposite knowing with absolute certainty because this is a tradition of our sages that if your true intent is good then from it only then from it only good can emerge perhaps not the good you intended or care for but good nevertheless this is wisdom from the lubavitcher rebbe of righteous memory and we celebrated his 120th birthday not long ago um a few days ago his birthday is Yud Aleph Nisan. Bechol mikre, um, it's like um, really interesting. All of us, the because they're getting punished for trying to do something good, uh, but finally, you know, like it's the anger that is. Were, is, you know, they're being punished because of their anger. So it's, there's no excuse for anger, you know. If it's coming from a bad, such a bad place like anger, then it's not, not good. Okay, let's carry on. When Judah saw that Jacob was rebuking his sons, he drew back, so Jacob called out to him, Judah, you are not like them. Your brothers will acknowledge you. As their leader, your hand will be on their neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. From Judah, King David will emerge, first as a lion cub during Shaul's reign, and then a full-grown lion when he becomes king for himself. Even though I suspected you for the plot to, t- to tear, tear Yosef like prey, you withdrew yourself from the plot, my son, and you refrained from killing Tamar. Therefore, your descendants, your descendant King Solomon, will crouch and rest like a lion, while the Jewish people dwell in, in safety. No nation will dare intimidate him as if he were a lion. The stick of authority will never leave Judah, nor scholars from the feet of his descendants until the coming of Mashiach, to whom kingship belongs. He will gather the people. In Judah's territory, wine will flow like a fountain, such that a man will harness his donkey to a, a single vine, or a young donkey to a single vine, because uh, vine branch, and it will already be loaded to captivity. There will be so much wine that a person could wash his clothes with wine and his 
robe with grape juice. <laughs> okay. People will be red-eyed from wine and white-toothed from the abundance of milk. Wow. Yehuda. Zevulun will live in his territory by the sea coast. He will be at the Shemp's port doing business. The end of his territory will be at Zidon. Issachar is like a donkey with strong bones because he bears the yoke of Torah. Like a donkey that journeys day and night, resting temporarily between the city borders. The Torah scholar cannot rest day or night from Torah study. Issachar will see that his portion in the land of Israel is good and the land is fertile. So he will not have to work hard. Consequently, he will bend his shoulders down to bear the yoke of Torah, and he will pay his dues by serving the rest of the Jewish people, teaching Torah law. Dan will exact vengeance for his people against the Philistine, Philistines, and the tribe of Israel will be as one with him. Samson, a descendant of Dan, will be a serpent on the road, a viper on the path, who bites the horse's heel so its rider falls back without even having to fight with a rider. But when Samson will be overcome by his enemies, he will say, I hope for your salvation, O God. Oh my God. I don't understand a lot of this. As for God... Troops will troop forth from him over the Jordan River to conquer the land. They will troop back in their own tracks to the land of their inheritance on the side on the other side of the Jordan, and, and not one man will be miss, missing from them. I wonder how this is relevant relative to today and the tribes and what we know about the tribes. Um... From Ashel's land will come rich food, and he will provide royal delicacies. And Naphtali's land will yield fruit like a gazelle that has just been freed and runs quickly, for which the people will give thanks and blessing. Yosef is a charming son, a son whose charm impresses the eye that sees him. Egyptian girls would step along a wall to gaze at his beauty. His brothers made him bitter, quarreled with him, and hated him. They were men with tongues like arrows. But in spite of that, his power was firmly established and the golden ring was placed on his finger through the hands of God, the mighty one of Jacob. And from there he rose to royalty and was the provider of Israel. Wow. That's really interesting. All this came to you from the God of your father, and he will continue to help you. Your heart was with God when you refused to listen to, the, to Potiphar's wife, and therefore he will bless you with the blessing of the heavens above and the blessing of the depths that lie below.
the blessings that fathers and mothers need. The blessings which God gave to your, your father surpassed the blessing which he gave to my parents. For he gave me an unlimited blessing, reaching to the end of the world's hills. May all the blessings be on Yosef's head. The man who was separated from his brothers. Benjamin's descendants will be grab grabbers like a wolf that grabs and tears his prey. From him, Shaul will arise in the morning of Israel's history, and he will devour plunder. In the evening of Israel's history, Benjamin's descendants, Mordechai and Estel, will divide the spoil of Haman. That's amazing. <laughs> we know, we know that Mordechai and Esther come from the descendants of Benjamin. Um, these are all the 12 tribes of Israel, and this is what their father spoke to them. In addition to rebuking Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, he blessed them too. He blessed each son with the blessing that befitted him, and he also blessed all his sons with the blessings and with the blessings in general. Oh, it goes back to Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Because I thought they were they were just being cursed, you know, but he did bless them, so And finally, now Jacob, Yaakov, passes away. He instructed them, saying to them, I will soon die, and my soul will be gathered in to be with the souls of my people. Bury me with my father in the cave which is in Ephron, the Hittites field. In the cave that's in the field of Machpelah, facing Mamre, in the land of Canaan, the field which Abraham brought from Ephron, the Hidiri, as a burial plot. They buried Abraham and his wife, Sarah, there, and they buried Isaac and his wife, Rebekah, there, and I buried Leah there. The purchase of the field and its cave from the sons of Chet still stands. As Jacob finished commanding his sons, he gathered his legs onto the bed breath his last and his soul was gathered in to be with the souls of his people wow but you know the torah makes no mention of yaakov's actual death and Rashi says that. I don't know why this is reminding me of Michael Jackson when people thought his death was fake. <laughs> and there's so many conspiracies about that. And I remember people said the same thing about Hitler. <laughs> and that he ran away to Argentina or something. Oh my God. 
Well, that is the end of chapter 49. Yashel Koach.